Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. I'm James, that's Katie, and of course that makes this the first ever episode number three of Cloud Control. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, it's a very exciting third episode. It will never happen again, it's monumental. It's monumental, and I don't know about you Kate, but my ears are still ringing a little bit from last night. That is correct. We went and saw Killswitch Engage and Lamb of God, and oh man, was it a good show. Check out the t-shirts, yeah. everybody. I got the, the classic metal purple and pink, and or I guess it's like pink and teal blue, right? Like, pretty cool. Yeah, you, you found a skulls. unique color. That's, in, that's impressive. That's impressive. I know. There's a lot of like reds and blacks and like, you know, all the dark stuff. I feel like I've never seen a band shirt with these type of colors. So it's like, I, this is an easy choice for me. You know, and Killswitch, mm-hmm. man, they just killed it too. It was amazing. Yeah, they were good. I had to get Lamb of God though. Otherwise, I think that one was a contender, but like... Man, when Lamb of God came on stage. Yeah. yeah, it was something else. Oh my God, what a show, what a show. And and look how dedicated we are, despite going to the concert last night, being tired, you know, like we said, ears are ringing. We're still here to produce a quality video game podcast for everyone out there today. We're so dedicated, Kate. Look at us go. <laughs> well, don't, don't say quality just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not just good, it's good enough. So that's that's what exactly. we always say around here. Um, okay, let's get into the show for today. Anyways, uh, we have a really unique episode here today. I'm really looking forward to uh, what we have lined up. And I think this is the first show, um, as those out there will know, we've rebranded recently. We used to be uh, Circles and Squares focused only on PlayStation. And we changed the format recently. And I just think, Kate, this episode specifically is a great example of how the show has changed and like what we can do uh, differently with like our new format. You know. Yeah, that's right, because, I mean, we've still got the patented quiz coming up, which was a circles and squares staple, but as our two topics, and without spoiling them, they are definitely um, outside of the breadth of just the PlayStation realm. That's right. So, uh, yeah, as uh, as you all know, we, Kate and I have both brought a topic to talk about on the show today, and those coincidentally are two different trailers uh, that we're actually going to watch today on the show Uh, Followed by, of course, as Kate mentioned, I've brought back uh, the quiz, which is going to be uh, a staple going forward as it always has been for us. So look forward to that as our featured segment at the end of the show. Uh, And of course, we'll also close out with listener mail um, at the very, very end. And if you want to be in touch for us with us for listener mail on a future episode, you can write in uh, to circles and squares at proton.m or damn it. See, there's an old turn of phrase, Kate. It's not circles and squares. It's cloud control pod. at proton.me, as you can see on the screen right now. Uh, don't write into the Circles and Squares email. I probably won't check it very often. Um, okay, so let's get into our first topic of the day, Kate, which is, of course, um, something I've brought that I uh, watched a few days ago, and I would love to watch it here and talk about it and see your reaction, because as far as I understand we've been talking, you've not seen this yet. Uh, and it's uh, I have not, no. Yeah, it is, of course, uh, I've chosen today for my topic. It is the Super Mario Bros., trailer starring one chris pratt uh and we're gonna watch the trailer and see what we think of it okay so follow along everybody sorry for the audio listeners um i mean you'll be able to hear it but uh maybe not the most exciting thing just to listen to but you know what you can go watch it later yourself if you would like um so here we go here comes the trailer let's see what we think all right everybody we were watching the trailer for a second time because i didn't record us watching it the first time (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry guys, I've never seen this trailer before in my entire life. May as well what be is, honest. Even is Mario. <laughs> when you make a mistake, yeah. <laughs> you own up to it, everybody. Absolutely. But wow, you know I what? what Bowser's going to look like. Dude, he's a big rock monster. That's kind of a strange choice. Imagine if that was <laughs> Bowser. Like, Bowser was his castle. That'd be pretty cool. Bowser's castle is, like, genuinely one of the coolest things about Bowser. Hey, who's voicing Kamek? Uh, I don't know. But, man... Even the second time, I'm impressed by Bowsy B's entrance. I'm impressed by all the wind blowing through his hair. Yeah, it's like a good animation studio has taken on this. And like, they took it seriously, right? Like, we used to get video game movies and they'd be like shitty quality because it was like, oh, it's a video game movie, nobody cares. But now mm -hmm. it's like a legit, like, big blockbuster movie production. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to, I forget who it was, but I was uh, one of my friends and they were saying like it really reminded them of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> like the, the production uh... and the animation. And like, that's a great comparison for this. Yeah, which is funny because Bowser was in Wreck-It Ralph, right? He mm -hmm. was one of the villains at like the, the villain AA meeting or something. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me? What if Bowser gets the star rod? Oh man. That's the best Mario plot that's ever happened. It's the same plot. He just captures Princess Peach. He <laughs> just has a star rod. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the best. It's got an extra little detail. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Especially the second time, like I paid a little more attention to the to Mario's voice this mm -hmm. time because mm -hmm. telling James the only thing I'd really heard about this trailer. Oh, there's Luigi um, at the end too. Oh, Luigi at the end! Oh, just bad shits happening, Luigi. I love it. But he's going to like the haunted <laughs> mansion, you know, like his uh from what? from uh, what's yeah. it called, Luigi's Mansion? Yeah. That's cool too. They put a lot in this, but yeah, the one thing I'd heard was everybody talking shit about Chris Pratt's Mario. And I really don't see it as problematic. Like, I don't know what would be a better than this. Like, it's kind of, like, it doesn't, it's not identifiable as, like, Chris Pratt, at least. And, like, I guess I'm not, like, a massive movie or, like, actor no, buff. So, no. like, maybe, maybe if you really are into Chris Pratt, like, it's immediately obvious. But to me, it's, like, I, I like, anything else would have just seemed really cheesy and over the top, maybe. And this is, like, kind mm -hmm. of, like... He's got it. He's doing an accent, but it's like, you know, not distracting. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And and a good point was like, you know, if you're not going to take Charles Martinet, if you're not going to have the Mario voice actor, right? And you're not going to mm -hmm. go for like his classic sound that we're all so familiar with, then I think the best thing to do is to to change it up and not get someone that's trying to do exactly that version of Mario. Yeah. And so like, would Chris Pratt have been my first choice? Probably not. But at the same time, if, if we didn't know the casting choices, you watch this trailer, I think to see all the cast members' names come up at the end, you'd be like, whoa, that was Chris Pratt? Like, oh, I didn't recognize who that was. Like, it's just a different take on a Mario kind of voice, like a sort of Italian New York kind of style, you know? So I think mm -hmm. it works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I, I think it's perfectly fine. And I also think, like, it's a weird thing that like people are fixated on because, like, to me, that was one of the things in the trailer that, like, is the standout, like... 
Bowser coming in with his like big castle and the fire and like the way the animation looks and all the lighting, like and like Toad being like cracked out Keegan Michael Key, like and absolutely he's just on on drugs the entire time. Like those to me stand out way more than like what Mario's voice is. Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. And speaking of the voice acting too, um, I mean, I'm most excited, as I was just saying to you, uh, the first time when we did the non-recording <laughs> talk about this, was I'm excited to see Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong over anything else, just because mm -hmm. I'm excited to see, you know, is he going to say words? Is he going to have speaking parts? Or is it just going to be Seth Rogen sort of acting like a gorilla? <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know, either way, it sounds entertaining to me, but I, I just don't know how they're going to handle Donkey Kong as a character. Right. And they, they specifically didn't show him here in this trailer because that's like, mm -hmm. that's going to be a big surprise. Yeah, for they're, the saving, they're saving it, you know, but you know, the one thing too, here's the, here's the, the bet we need to make right now. Is mm -hmm. there a post credit scene with Wario and Waluigi? Oh my God. I would like nothing more than there to be like a Waluigi spinoff <laughs> from this. <laughs> Could you imagine they make one Mario movie, but it's like, it's just to intro Waluigi's career as like a movie star. Oh my God. Sorry. And I'm, I'm completely blanking and people are going to kill me because he's such a popular actor, but who's the guy that played Eggman in, uh, in, uh, Sonic? Oh, um, the crazy the guy. Yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. He should be Jim perfect Carrey. as a Waluigi, everybody. Oh. Jim Carrey, Waluigi. You, I, I hate that you're <laughs> right, because one of my most controversial opinions as a person is I really don't like no, Jim Carrey. I'm not a fan of him I either. find he's just like, I really like Truman Show. I'll give him that. But he's just a little too, like, over the top for me. Like, I find him too much. He, he makes me, like, anxious sometimes because of how yes. strange he is. That's, I agree. I feel like it's just too much for me. I mean, it makes me uncomfortable, but I agree he could pull off the Waluigi like chaos. <laughs> and, and to be fair, Waluigi should make you a bit uncomfortable at all oh, times. Oh, he does. Waluigi does make me a little uncomfortable. Anyway, um, I definitely think we should see this movie in theater when it comes out. Uh, Absolutely. Definitely do an episode on this. Go. Yes, I was prepared to go to this movie regardless of how much of a dumpster fire this trailer could have been. Mm -hmm. But I'm very pleasantly surprised that it genuinely looks good. Like, I think it looks like on the level of like Detective Pikachu where like yeah. it's going to be a, a really good like all ages kid friendly movie, but probably with like a lot of fun video game references and like maybe some jokes for the adult audience that the kids don't need to get. So <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some of those. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Mario trailer. That's my topic. So, Kate, why don't you let everyone know what your topic for the day is um, today? Yeah. So, I coincidentally had another trailer. They came out about this, maybe even on the same day, actually. Or I think it was within, apart. like, well, this was October 6th. Yeah, same day, same day. Yeah, on the same day. So, we also got a new, probably the final trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Um, and it was, like with some gameplay stuff and you know a new pokemon reveal and i i have this weird fascination with pokemon trailers where like i must watch and consume everything about them but i don't know if i will buy the game <laughs> <laughs> 
So I know you haven't seen this and we haven't fucked it up this time. So it actually will be your first it's viewing. True. <laughs> For real, everybody, this is my first time seeing this trailer. So um, I will say I did look up the uh, the Pokemon from this because I was chatting with a friend mm -hmm. and I just kind of Googled, you know, on the, online. That's about, okay. Like, I think the there's Pokemon, only but... one new Pokemon revealed, but oh my God, is it the best part of the trailer? Yes. All right. Well, let's see what we think of uh, this Pokemon trailer from October 6th. I'm excited to see this. All right, everyone. It's almost time to begin your journeys in the Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Yeah, because this game games. is coming out Are soon, right? It's, it's like, like next um, month. At the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. End of next month. Raise them and battle yeah. them. As you embark on an adventure very much where got, the like, Arceus kind of Pokemon yeah. series evolves. Oh, well, you know what I'll say is, experience. say what you want about Pokemon, and there's many Academy takes you can have, region, I think all of which are somewhat valid unless you're, like, super extreme. The treasure hunt. But there's no franchise that is better at provoking conversation than Pokemon. That is definitely something to say about it. It looks Slowpoke is back. It's one of my favorites. Slowpoke is back, baby. Love me some Slowpoke. If you're getting this game, are you thinking Scarlet or Violet? I don't know. I would definitely just be like, take a look at what, like a list of which Pokemon are in each game, and then I pick whichever one. I prefer the look of. I usually just it's go with whichever one less people I know have. Sniff out delicious food. Yeah. <laughs> sniff out we always delicious used to do that. Food. We always used to like organize like which who's getting which one and like do yeah. the swap. You know the one thing I will say I really uh, that I really like about Arceus and this and like the way that they're moving the game now is like the battle. The battles themselves, the way they don't cut to like a different Jurassic battle screen, they just happen in the environment. The oh my god, awesome. yeah, like this, the sword and shield was so bad for that. Like sometimes, and you wouldn't even get to like, you know the old games would be like, here's the grassy environment background, and here's the like when mm -hmm. you're surfing environment background. But in sword and shield, they didn't even do that. Like it wasn't always accurate to what environment you were in sometimes you were just like in a literal white void of nothing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was so yeah. bad slowly and start my god that jigglypuff dude jigglypuff's in him she's my girl i think the concept of the terrastalizing is interesting in the sense that every pokemon can do it and it changes their type it's not like before where i think it was limited to certain pokemon right that could do these type of things yeah, like only some had mega evolutions. Yeah. Like Gigantamax, Gigantamax everyone, could. everyone could do. But like to different, there was Gigantamax and there was Ultimax, and only certain ones could do that. Right. Now the thing, yeah, I think Terrastalize seems like the, I mean, they're like, I'm kind of bored. They're all like kind of the same gimmick, which I don't yeah. love. Where it's like, especially Gigantamax, it's like, all right, just press the button and now you win. And like, or like, the gym leader Gigantamax, so now you Gigantamax, and it doesn't matter because you're both mm -hmm. big regardless. But what's cool about this one is that it does potentially change the type. Any Pokemon yeah. is capable of and any Pokemon and can do it, which is wicked. Yeah, and that is interesting for gameplay reasons, although I don't love the way it looks. What's this? No, I don't love the look either, but I'm just thinking like for competitive. By the way, there's a map. That's really awesome, the map there. Like not a huge deal, obviously, but it's nice to see them do that. I love the little graphic of the Quaxly at the bottom too. I think it's cut off on our stream, unfortunately, but the art is really nice. Field to battle. I agree. The world, I mean, you gotta bring it up at some point. Yeah, it's got it the does same look kind of sent out toward an item. Yeah. issue of like, it it's so Just barren, like right? Here. 
It's, it's really barren. In the main game, but this is like just some like mountains. There's like two trees, one lit Leo every now and again. Yeah, and I always think like they're taking, you can set a yeah, they're taking steps in the right direction, I think, with it being go. like so open and you being able to like, explore and roam around. On and but like, going. they just and don't really hear? have anything to see is the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to tell in the trailer, right? Like, I, to me, like, I agree that it doesn't look great, but I think the graphic, when it comes to Pokemon, the graphics are like the least important thing to me. I don't really care at the end of the day if the environment doesn't look great if the rest that of the game is what i'm looking for then it doesn't matter bad. to me so there much like as long as the battles are fun and like they're able to if it really is like you can do the gyms and all these different things whenever you want and you're exploring like i can make some exceptions it doesn't really bother me that much but you look at some other games coming out on the switch and they're so much better looking than this for some reason my problem is like if it wasn't pokemon i could get on board with that argument but mm -hmm. the fact that it is like the biggest franchise ever and like you know they rushed <laughs> the game she's like, obviously tough <laughs> Obviously, look at those I'm boots. Imagine how heavy those back. boots are. She must have the strongest legs of yeah. all time. And the thing is, if, she's, if your Jigglypuff's about to KO her, she just runs it over up. with her giant car. She doesn't... Now, let's check in on another trainer. How's her adventure going? You know what I'm. Uh -huh. You know what I'll say right She's now. My TM biggest criticism of this game Pokemon is the fact that they're still using the fucking Rotom decks. The TM I hate that guy. Own TM. <laughs> I hate that guy. That's such an asshole. I hate him. Using materials, Pokemon drop when you defeat or You know, them. this is something my friend was telling me about though. I really like the way that they're doing this new TM system. Like you get like crafting yeah. materials and you make the TMs you want. Now, That's so much better than just next? finding random ass moves on the floor. Seems to be a desert. I agree. I think that's a blazing cool way of putting it like thirsty mm -hmm. oh her and that's a smart idea like i don't give a shit to craft like more items you know to like how often do you really use items aside from like health stuff where a titan yeah. lurks. look at that guy but, like, climbing on the wall right? oh my god he's, he's a good new i'm a fan of this guy we can have like 37 crab pokemon i'm in well they haven't hit the heights of crabby ever since crabby came out i mean Claudon is pretty cool. good though. Like he's got yeah. those little googly eyes and a little mustache. Yeah, Cloth like... is the best crab since Krabby. There's no doubt. I like Dwebble a lot. I was a big Dwebble fan. Yeah. Dwebble's fine, but this guy's cooler. This is Terrorblast, a new move that changes type to match the user's. You know one thing that they did in uh, Arceus, which I was really hoping would carry over to this game, was they really limited like the move pool, but they gave it sort of like that bravely default system where you could you could enhance or decrease the power of the moves based on and then like change your priority. And I thought that that was a really interesting wrinkle on like the same battle system we've had for so long. And it's a shame that I feel like they didn't carry that over to this. They didn't. That's supposed Pokemon thing though, right? They like come up with a cool new thing and then they're like, all right, it's gone now. Like we had it for one game. We're gonna, you know, do some other bullshit instead. I know. <laughs> now here's my boy Girafferig and he is about to get the biggest glow up ever. Could he be evolving? I don't know, could he? Look at him! That's awesome. And it's Farafurg. I don't even know how to say that. What's cool is like Girafferig was a palindrome, right? And now it's Farigaraf, and that's still a palindrome. Very good. I really like this Pokedex, the way that it looks. Like it, it looks like a real app of you know, like it's kind of nice. Yeah, I think it is very nice. 
I think the thing like about this game part. is it's like, man, if it just had another year of development, like imagine how much more they could polish it You know what we gotta do, everybody? We gotta make a protest online. Like, not a protest, that's the wrong word. But we gotta make a petition where it's like, okay, we all just gotta agree. We do not buy the next Pokemon game. Like, nobody buys at zero sales, and then they'll be like, okay, we need to take more time in between these to give give our time. Imagine if Pokemon came out every even three years instead of every year. How amazing they could make it on those intervals. Look at that guy. Needs some, that guy needs some sleep. Dude, that guy was at the Lamb of God concert last night. That guy needs some sleep, man. Oh, my God. Brassius, yeah. He's a cool gym leader, I think. But yeah, I think that's the. But the problem is, is like you say that, and like people online are always saying that, right? Like we said it for Sun and Shield. I mean, it's a, it's a pipe. We said it for Arceus, and like hundreds and thousands of people have already pre-ordered these games because they just heard the word Pokemon, and it'll never. Well, the franchise is just such a juggernaut at this point, you know, like. It's it the same is. as, you know, it's a very relatable to Call of Duty and like any of the EA sports games where it's like they can put the littlest effort possible into making, you know, well, I mean, Call of Duty, they put effort into like the sound design and graphics and stuff, but the game is always the same. And like, you know, Madden's always the same, but those games just sell astronomically because it's like people just hear that name and they just buy it. And Pokemon's no different than that. Yeah. But I think, like, oh, it just, I guess maybe Pokemon is the one I'm, like, emotionally invested in. It's such a, like, been in, it's been in my life, basically, like, for my entire life. Now, these, I will say, pretty good. People complain Sword and Shield not enough, like, options, but they have pretty good, like, character options here. I kind of want to try that hairstyle, too. And, now and you can do the eyes, that. and you can even do the eyelashes. Like, all right, that's not bad. I feel like I could spend all day on it's this. It's no um. <laughs> I feel like I could spend all day on this. Oh, who cares? Yeah, you can pick all these pictures, but like, like what are you like, gonna take a picture why, of? Like, they're making. I mean, I don't know. Part of this is like, is this me complaining because this just Looking isn't what I want out of the game? But it's like they're putting a lot of effort into like this photo mode, for example. And it's like, how many people want this comparison in comparison to like the amount of time? Just wait till this next section, then. If you thought photo mode was good, how oh, you about can give bubble bath still? Give bubble bath. <laughs> And yeah. wait, just wait. This next part of the trailer is the funniest part. Before having lunch, Pokemon so you can play, get some and then well, look at that little like, guy. Oh. That little guy is cool. You can just tell how much fun on the bottom right. Yeah, there. he's kind of he's like a little lemur or something. Peek inside oh, my basket. Wow. Could this be a Pokemon egg? Apparently, eggs can sometimes be found during picnics. Get eggs. Oh, that's cool. Kinda cool. Oh my god, look at that PNG and now, of the bread. The we've been waiting for. <laughs> Sandwich time. I love how they like prefaces and shoot. And now the Look at that lettuce, it looks so bad. <laughs> right? Like, and now the part we've been waiting for. Sandwich time. Oh, and that to me just like really sums up how Pokemon is, is a franchise right now. It's like the time we've been waiting for, sandwiches. Like nobody gives a shit about making like 2005 cooking mama sandwiches. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like, this is something where, I mean, clearly the audience of this game has a lot of different interests, right? And there is an audience of people that want to do 
this type of thing and take pictures and pet their Pokemon and, and feed them and stuff like that. But like, I feel like they're jamming that into the mainline game when most of the mainline players probably don't care about it. And it's like, make a separate game where you're like, it's like a sim with your Pokemon picnics or something like that, you know, like a Nintendo style game. I don't know. Or like, that is the kind of thing that you add on as like an addition once the rest of the game is all polished up and ready to go, right? Like. You get it all looking good, like, make sure your game can run more than two Pokemon on screen at all times. <laughs> okay, it does a few more than two, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. It does, but even, like, in the wild area, running around and, like, you know... Yeah. There's not a lot going on, like, really polish no, sure. up your gameplay, your environment, like, get all of that perfect. And then you add in sandwich time as, like... 100%. You know, an extra, an additional feature of the game. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's not that the sandwiches and like that stuff is included. It's the fact that it's included and somewhat prioritized over honing what the base. Yeah, exactly. Like the game is rushed out in a year. It needs longer development time, and like I don't think sandwiches are the priority when it comes no, to a Pokemon no, no. game. And I mean, here's the thing though. Like the sandwich system, from I, from what I understand, is like by feeding the Pokemon, they get bonuses for like future battles that they go into afterwards. Yeah. And that's a that's a cool system, right? Like like a Monster Hunter has a system like that. Like you can cook yourself a meal before you go and fight, and you get bonuses during the battle. But the difference is, is that you just quickly go into a menu, choose three ingredients in your inventory. You can skip the animation of like cooking. You just eat it, get the bonuses, and you're in. You don't have to go enter this whole picnic mini game and like do all this time-consuming oh, wow. stuff. And like, guaranteed, that's not going to be like something you can skip or optional. No, exactly. Like, if you're gonna make a sandwich, you're like moving the lettuce like, exactly. and onto the bun. And the other yeah. thing is like the game itself is probably you don't even need to do that like the bonus is not necessary to go and just easily defeat your opponent for most of the battles right yeah like i remember sword and shield like i cooked like two curries and was like haha that's kind of funny there's curry and then never yeah. touched it again getting a look at these four trainers journeys did you spot a glimmer of something that could become your personal treasure encounters with titan pokemon face-offs with team star taking on but you know like some of this is cool like those big time Four-person battles might be fun if you've got some friends to play with and like yeah They always do a good job of like the Pokemon design and the character design is always like spot-on with these games I just just wish that like I felt like they were a studio I wanted to support more. That's a good way to put it. It's not because it's not because what they put out is bad. It's because what they put out is so setting the bar so low for what I feel like the potential of these games should be mm -hmm. and the quality that fans like deserve for being so incredibly like passionate about Pokemon, right? I agree because like you said, it's it's Pokemon is inarguably like a top five most popular media franchise is, ever like it's probably I number think, one on the planet in terms I think of profit and revenue yeah stuff. i've looked it up statistically pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise and that's obviously yeah. like not just the video games right that's like cards and well they have everything movies, it's, it's such a multi franchise but the point is like if they wanted to imagine like they could make such an amazing game in this world with these characters and they just yeah they just never seem to give us what they want there's little glimpses here and there of like things that are looking mm -hmm. great and it just never really comes together and, like especially now that it's open world i always imagine like 
think of like when you watch Detective Pikachu and you go into the town and there's like fire Pokemon helping with like street vendors cooking mm-hmm. and like there's Pokemon like in the cafes and they're just like really integrated into the world. And like it really feels like a like a real world where like humans and Pokemon like coexist. And this doesn't feel alive, right? Like you look yeah. at this and it's like, you know, it's just got so many things that like the Pokemon really don't seem like the star of the show a lot of the time. And I yeah. always wish like imagine a world that felt like it was really inhabited by Pokemon and not just like, you know, Leo like pops up every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like, I, I played Arceus and I really enjoyed it earlier this year. I think it was Mm -hmm. for what it was trying to do. Like, obviously it has its flaws, but the game itself, like it did have twinges of that. It had, you know, there's, there was sort of villages and there were Pokemon that were around doing stuff. And there were kind of glimpses of like, oh, this Pokemon's here because of this reason about its lore and like why it's called a certain thing. Like they, it was a little different than what we've seen the last few times, but it's just, again, it's just like that little teaser rather than yeah. the fully fledged experience. But and I think- can forgive Arceus because I feel like Arceus was kind of like a test run of like yeah, how right, that right. file could work. And so I was really like not hoping because, you know, I've kind of, you know, I didn't get my hopes up, but I was thinking like, okay, that went well and they they developed some new systems of how this could work. And I would really like to have seen that turned into like a very polished first part like for like main series game and i really think like give this another year or two of development and that's exactly what it could Mm -hmm. be but they're so like locked in and concerned with like we got to release it so that the tv show can come out with it and the cards can come out with it and like the schedule the media monster is just such a on such a um schedule i guess you know everything has to fit in Mm -hmm. you know I, i will say to wrap us up on the trailer like my final thoughts i guess would be like this trailer does not has not done anything for me in terms of making me more or less excited for this game. It's all going to come down mm-hmm. to the reviews and and like basically like I feel like I just need to trust the sources that I think understand Pokemon the same way that I do and like have the same mm-hmm. the same things that I'm looking for. Like I'm at the part where like I'm I know I've given up on the idea of ever really having like that Pokemon mm-hmm. experience we're talking about. What I'm looking for is like there is something cathartic about going through the experience of going through the gym battles and finding the Pokemon and looking at like their evolutions and stuff. Like it's exciting. and mm-hmm. It always has been just because of the history with the franchise. And if they can yeah. pull off those really sentimental parts and make, you know, make those details of the game, what I'm looking for. And like, and it's not like, you know, sword and shield. One of the things was, it was almost universally agreed upon the last like third of that game was, was like, basically unfinished like some of the gyms had nothing going on like you just literally walked up Mm -hmm. did the battle like there was no puzzles the first little bit of the game was a lot more fleshed out even though it was still like lacking in the ways we talk about pokemon Mm -hmm. as long as the reviews are saying that you know the game is of the same consistency all the way through and you and like it's fun for what it is like that's what i'm looking for and that's what what i want from pokemon even though it's not like my ultimate expectation is just like within the realm of reality, that's what I'm going to get. So I can either play Pokemon or not. And like, Mm -hmm. I like it enough, but it's like, in spite of the fact that I know it could be so much more, but that's kind of where I'm at. But this, this trailer doesn't do anything. Like you can't tell it's just so cut up. Like you're only going to know how this game really is when, when the reviews come out, like it doesn't show you enough in the trailer to get a full grasp of what the game is going to be. Yeah. I think that that's a fair way of putting it. And like, 
we'll see. I will cross my fingers. Like I want nothing more than this mm-hmm. game to be fantastic and to deliver. But I I definitely like would not have the confidence to do a pre-order. Yeah, no, I'm past that point in my life too, for sure. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't put down a hundred bucks basically and and you know, yeah. if it's a sword and shield experience, I'm not in for it. If it's more along the lines mm-hmm. of how I felt about Arceus, then I'm pretty excited. But wait and see. We will we will find out. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. Is it time for the quiz? I think so. I think it's time for the quiz, everybody. Of course, this is one of our favorite, favorite um, subjects from back when we were doing the Circles and Squares podcast. Every once in a while, Kate and I like to prepare a quiz for one another. Sometimes it's, uh, it can really be about anything. I think some of our favorite ones have been like matching bad game reviews with uh, the game that they correspond with. But this one <laughs> I've made today is a little bit different. And I'm going to be quizzing you on some, it's, it's a generic standard trivia quiz. Uh, 10 questions, multiple choice for most of them, and we'll see how you do. Are you ready? I like it. Just keep it back to basics, nice and simple. I'm nervous, but ready. (laughs) All right. So here's the rules. There's 10 questions. Um, you got to keep track of your own score because I'm going to be too busy doing other things, and I've decided that myself. Um, All right. So here we go. Everyone who's uh, Mm -hmm. listening, by the way, we invite you to play along and let us know what your score is at the end uh, of the show you can email us of course to the email address uh, on the screen right now or that i told you earlier sir, uh, cloud control pod at proton.me you <laughs> heard me almost mess it up again everybody but i didn't i'm a professional um <laughs> okay so here we go question number one kate which of the following mega man games has the highest meta score on metacritic is it a okay. mega man battle network b oh i want it to be mega man zero <laughs> Or C, mm-hmm. Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Oh my god. That is like almost impossible. I'm, I'm going to 100% be guessing this. I mean, Battle Network is my favorite, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, I mean, a collection is always good value, right? Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but does value equate gonna, to review scores? Good exactly. Question. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, I'm going to go with Battle Network just because I really want that to be the answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've chosen Battle Network. That is, in fact, incorrect. Um, Mega uh, Man Battle Network had a 79 Metacritic overall. Mega mm-hmm. Man Zero had 82. And in first place, Mega Man X Legacy Collection has mm-hmm. an 84. So uh, they're all pretty close. But uh, yeah, I was with you, though. I wish uh, Battle Network mm-hmm. was number one. Okay. So, so far, you're at zero out of... Uh, I don't even okay. know the total. I think there's like 12 available points or something like that. that. All right. I think. I can't remember. One of the questions is worth like a weird 0. 0.5 or something. Okay, here we go. Okay. Number two. Which of the following is not a Final Fantasy villain? Okay. Bonus points. And you get a bonus point on this question if you can identify the correct game that the imposter is from. Ah, all right, all right. Okay. You won't get it though. It's really cruel. Okay, so your answers are number one, Seymour Guado. Oh my god, okay. Kefka Palazzo or Luca Blight. <laughs> oh no. Okay, first of all, none of these is this a trick question and none of these are real. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm surprised you don't know yeah. one of them. One of them is like quite a common, I... like on list of like best game villains of all time. Yeah, no, I don't even recognize any of these names. Final Fantasy is not a franchise I've ever gotten into, mm. aside from the um, 
GBA uh, advanced tactics, yeah, yeah. and I don't believe the, any of these characters are from tactics. Um, no. So I, I'm going to go with the last one and say he sounds like an earthbound villain. Oh, Luca Blight. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you are correct. Luca Blight yes! is the <laughs> imposter. Um, although yes. Luca Blight is from Suikoden 2, not uh, uh, whatever game you said. Earthbound. So I you get one point. Um, yes. So, okay. Wonderful. So Kefka. I think the last names might have screwed you up. Kefka is like always on those lists of villains. She's like the one that has, she looks like a jester almost, like Harley Quinn or like okay. um, Hexadecimal kind of from Reboot. Right. And Seymour is the villain from uh, Final Fantasy X, my favorite. Okay. Although I didn't know his name was, last name was Guado. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> Guado. <laughs> that's made it weird. He sounds kind of delicious. Like, sounds yeah. like a fruit. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. Um, anyway, okay. Question number three. So far, one out of two. Mm -hmm, uh, okay. So this is going to be a four-part question. So each, okay. each one of these that you get is worth 0.5. So there's two points available for this question. The okay. following four games are the best-selling titles from the DS. Rank them okay. from most to least sold. Okay. okay. The, the games are Mario Kart DS, Nintendogs, okay. yep. uh, New Super Mario Bros., and Brain right. Age. Oh, Brain Age has Brain Age yeah. is up there. Well, remember the that there was like all the, there. yeah, all those like brain all age. All the touchscreen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendog. So again, so Mario Kart DS, Nintendogs, New Super Mario Bros, Nintendo. and Brain Age. Okay, I'm going to put them Nintendogs number one. Mm -hmm. I think that game was huge. And I know it like sold with a lot of systems. Um, So I think we're going to go Nintendogs and then Mario Kart mm -hmm. has got to be up there. The new Super Mario Bros. and then Brain Age. But I feel like Brain Age is like the trick one and it's actually going to be like super high. So maybe, oh, mm. but is it bigger than Mario? Brain Age doesn't have a mm. movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine though? I would totally go see a Brain Age movie. All right, let, let's throw Brain Age as a dark horse. I think it's a trick. So let's go Dogs, Mario Kart, Brain Age, and then new Super Mario Bros. Final answer? Final answer. And oh, no. oh, I'm so sad for you, Kate. You know what? You had Brain Age in last, and you were right. You would have yeah. got 0. 0.5 for that, but you changed oh. it. So uh, Brain Age has 19 million copies sold in last place, right. which is an insane number. That's like more than half the, you know, half the games coming out today. Mm -hmm. um, Mario Kart DS, number three, uh, third last, tw 23.5. Oh, okay. um, Nintendogs is, is 23.9, oh, very man. close. And number one, New Super Mario Bros. has 30.8 million copies Holy sold shit. at number one. That's crazy. I would have thought Mario Kart would have been... Yeah, Higher. that's honestly what I thought too. But I guess being on the DS, maybe it was a little bit less popular than yeah. other games. I don't know. Okay, this is, this is my Those favorite question. Those are all question. good games though. All they are games. good games. This is my favorite question on the quiz this week. Okay. Number four. Uh, for one point, how many total inputs are there on the original Xbox controller? Oh, okay. That's now, really interesting. So here is the the uh, caveat I'll give you. The only directions okay. is uh, so a control stick example. Would only, that's only one uh, one input. Like up, down, right. left, right okay. are not four different inputs. That's all I'll say. What about pushing it in? Does that count? I don't believe separate? the original Xbox controllers did click in. Okay, so obviously there's two sticks, so that's mm -hmm. two. 
Then you have the four buttons of like A, B, X, whatever. Um, so that's six. There would have been a D pad. Mm -hmm. Does the D pad also count as one? It's all just no, one, yeah. Like the, the D pad itself, itself is like one input. I, I that's how. Got to have a D pad. Now they would have had an L and an R for sure. So that's two more. Did they have LR and L two? Man, it has been so mm -hmm. long since I've seen an original Xbox controller, and I wonder if that's the trap. It might not have had. The additional buttons. Ooh, this is a good did question, the, everyone. I'm enjoying this. Did the OG PlayStation one have the additional buttons? I'm so like ingrained to these like new modern controllers that have been the same yeah. for so long. It's right? been a while, right? Thinking back. Okay, so let's say that. Okay, I'll pause on that one. There would have been a start, obviously. Did they have a select? Because there's always the two now. Did they have two? So we've 10 guaranteed, at least 10. The Xbox button counts, but like, right? Like the Xbox I, button. I don't know. Does, I'm not giving up. you any hints. You can't ask I me. I think that's how it counts. So <laughs> you can't ask me for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, that counts. The Xbox button, that's 11. So do I stop at 11 or do I? All right, you got 20 seconds to finish your answer here. Quizmaster says, Quizmaster's rule is 20 seconds. Ooh, okay, it's either 11 12 or 14 is what I'm choosing between. I'm going to go with 11 and say that they didn't have the extra buttons and that came later. Okay. So extra buttons, you mean the L2, R2? L2, R2 okay. and a select. Okay. So just run over. Select. Maybe, I'll go 12. Maybe I'll go 12 and say it had a. Had select. Select on it. All right. Final answer. Yeah. 12? Yeah, 12. All right. You are off by one. 13 or is it 11 yeah. okay so it's 13 it's 13 oh, you're so okay. close though but you're a little off so they have the they have the two control sticks plus a d-pad is three yeah. the four main face buttons is seven yeah seven. start and back are the two other okay. buttons so that's, so that's uh sure. how many is that now Ten. And then there's l and r yeah right 12. for 12 uh no that we're counting we're miscounting here because what there is is there's okay. the actual xbox button is not a button on the original there's no like mm main console button. but what you missed is instead of l2 r2 they had the black and white buttons on the bottom of the oh. do you remember that there was like uh if you look it up there's like a black and white button kind of below the main four buttons on the controller and those were like i remember in halo you'd use those to like switch what type of grenade you were shooting um oh, and then when man. the 360 came around that's when they did like left and right bumper instead of the black and white right instead of the black and white oh, yeah man. so by my count that's 13 buttons on the xbox right Kinda that cool. is fascinating yeah it's cool how like similar it is and yet they've they've definitely made changes but now i find like it's the same like it is yeah. it is not they're improving the quality but like that button layout is like so ingrained now like the new modern stuff i think it's just been like somewhat perfected you know like it's it's so convenient all the buttons can be kind of reached like i remember on that original xbox controller you'd have to like your thumb would be on the main buttons but you'd have to like like reach it down weirdly to press the black and white. Like it wasn't very accessible. Whereas now your fingers just slide up to the, the bumper mm -hmm. way easier. All right, next question. Number five, it's common for game consoles to be given code names while in development. We originally knew the, the Switch as the NX and the Xbox Series mm -hmm. X as Scarlet. 
Which yes. of the following is not a real code name from a previous game console? Okay. So we've got three options here. There's one, the B-52 Rock Lobster. Oh my God, I hope that's real. Project Silky Kitten. I love it too. And the Virtual Utopia Experience. Wow. Those are all outrageously wild <laughs> and should be real console names. Um, damn, I was really hoping you'd say Dolphin because that was the first yeah. one that came to mind that I knew was a real one. And so that would have narrowed it down. That was what, GameCube? Jeez. Um, it was a Nintendo one. I, I think, think that was GameCube. Might have been GameCube. I know it was a Nintendo because you get the Dolphin emulators of yeah. big, like, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. So we got Silky Kitten, Utopia Experience. What was the first uh, one? Sorry? The B-52 Rock Lobster. Okay. And is it one of these is real or one of these is fake? One is fake. Two are real. One is fake. B-52 Rock Lobster. So that is like maybe copyrighty. <laughs> like, can you can you use that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Silky Kitten, Utopia Experience. I feel like Utopia Experience is like, oh, I don't know. That seems like weird, like, like something like Facebook would have now as their yeah. like. with <laughs> the metaverse. Metaverse bullshit. Um, so I don't know. Silky Kitten is just stupid, but. That's like the exact kind of like dumb thing they would name it. I think I'm just gonna have to guess on this one. I'm gonna guess that it is the Utopia experience. All right, final answer. Is... I don't feel good about it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are incorrect. Uh, the virtual Utopia experience was actually the code name for the Virtual Boy. And, oh, okay, right. Damn it. That yeah. makes sense. And the B-52 Rock Lobster was the Commodore Amiga 500, meaning that wow, I made up Project a, Silky Kitten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't feel so bad because B-52 would have been my next guest, so I definitely yeah. would have would have been a bit dodgy on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you haven't noticed, this quiz is more so like for fun facts and not really stuff that's realistic to guess, so yeah. it's pretty hard. Difficult. I'm just glad I got a point. Yeah. I just didn't want to get shot out. <laughs> it's okay. You got the back half coming up, and you had to right. anticipate here, Kate, that I would throw in a FromSoft game uh, quest. Oh, question. all right. So I'm here we go. Here we go. FromSoft. Okay. Well, FromSoft has gained popularity in recent years due to the immense growth of the Dark Souls franchise. Their first mm -hmm. game, Kingsfield, was released on the yep. PS1 in 1994. Prior to moving into video game development, what did FromSoft produce to earn money? Is it A, oh, is it A okay. business application software, B, medical imaging software, or C, prosthetic limbs? Okay. Um, fuck. Prosthetic limbs. <laughs> I mean, with Elden Ring, they certainly definitely uh, pay homage to that. I've heard this before. I've definitely read about this somewhere that they, I know they did Kingsfield, they did Armored Core. There's been mm -hmm. a lot of funny things that they've done, but I don't, so medical imaging. Yeah, business application limbs. software, medical imaging software, or prosthetic limbs. Okay, so. I feel like, okay, business software, that's too boring. Like, it could be legit, but that's so boring. Medical imaging is kind of interesting. Prosthetic limbs is, like, 
just the fucking best answer but is it an elden ring bait trap (laughs) (laughs) i i want to go i'm gonna kick myself because i definitely have read about this i want it to be the prosthetics so badly but i think maybe it's the medical medical imaging software yeah final answer final answer wrong it is business application software oh that's so boring i just it is boring boring. hey speaking of uh armored core are you excited to play that since it is from soft they're apparently making a new one they are making a new one i mean i i feel like i at least am obligated to try it don't know how much of a game it is for me but i feel like I should at least play a bit. All right. Yeah. I, I feel kind of the same way. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in uh, Armor Core, but uh, we will see how that one turns out when it comes out. Uh, you have four questions left, Kate, and you're sitting at one point, right? Right. That is not uh, ideal, but, you know, if but I sit at five by the end, that sounds a lot better. It's, you know what? Here's the thing. I think these last few questions, you have some of the best chance to earn some points uh, from, okay. from the quiz here. <laughs> Especially what the last question, I think you're going to get it. I, I kind of set it okay. up. It's not really that hard. So, right. okay. But we're going back to Pokemon, everyone. I knew we were going to watch the Pokemon yep. trailer on the show today. So this is a Pokemon-inspired question. It's a fill-in-the-blanks question. So there's two blanks, half okay. a mark per blank. Okay. Okay. As of Sword and Shield, blank mm-hmm. is the most common Pokemon type with about 16% of all Pokemon having this type um okay. as one or of their type choices right <laughs> so okay so that's the first that's the blank. first i'll go i'll go half and half yeah that's the first okay blank. my initial thought is water mm-hmm. because um they definitely like there's always a water starter and then there's always tons of water pokemon because of all like the surfing routes mm-hmm. and fishing and things like that um bug i think might be quite common or like i wonder if normal or flying like because you need to have all the birds mm-hmm. yeah there's um, a lot of good choices i think my my initial thought is water and i might stick with that okay uh final answer grass is big too though there's tons of grass because like mm. even half the poison types are like grass as well i'm gonna go with water i cannot i stick don't know gut. but i think I'm gonna go with my gut. All right, you are correct. Water type. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Uh, normal type was second. I think there's like 15 mm-hmm. less water types. Like they're normal types. It's very close. Right. Um, so okay. you had some good guesses there. And conversely, I'm sure you can imagine the second half of this question. The least common Pokemon type is blank, with only about five percent of Pokemon um, being this type. Right. Okay. So my initial thought is like steel is quite limited um fairy being new yeah. is probably pretty yeah. small oh, remember also this is as of sword and shield i couldn't find data on right. like uh as of the games past that I, I i don't know just sword and shield right okay so yeah fairy i think is a contender because even though they did go like and change some to add fairy typing that's not like that's still low ghost and dark i feel like are pretty low as well 
dragon was quite low because they were always like there's like three yeah, like in the gen end of the one game. they're always like the kind of pseudo legendaries so i think it's between dragon and fairy and steel hmm. what i'm going between maybe go oh, there can only maybe be ghost. one there can only be one there can only be one those are i think the four lowest like i feel confident that those would be the four it's using dark dragon top. fairy and steel Dark Dragon, Fairy, and Steel, I think, are the lowest. Uh, and I'm going to go, I think, I think my initial gut feeling of Steel is what I will, Ooh. I will end with. Interesting question. All right. You are incorrect. Oh, and, okay, okay. and I'm sorry to inform you that actually this type is not one of the ones that you listed. The least oh, common really? Pokemon type is Ice. Oh, I didn't think about ice, ice but you're right. You didn't. There's you're so right. few ice Pokemon, you didn't no, even think dude. about ice. <laughs> I didn't think. <laughs> you're right. There's like nothing for ice. Yeah, ice types. There you right. go. That is, yeah, immediately. Yeah, you're right. right. Ice types are cool too. I know. Ice types. They're so underutilized. Like think about it. Glalie. Come on, so cool. Glaceon, one of the coolest Eevees, no doubt about it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so we had Pokemon theme question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sveal, yeah, Jesus. Okay, so we had a Pokemon theme question because of the trailer. I now have a music theme mm-hmm. question because of the concert uh, last night. Right. Of course, we yeah, didn't. Yeah. We saw some uh, metal bands. We did not see Bon Jovi, who is the subject of this question. Mm-hmm. So John okay. Bon Jovi originally right. planned to license his likeness to Guitar Hero to become an avatar in the game. But... Right. He refused because he eventually because uh, he found out that a he would not receive extra royalties for his likeness being in the game. B okay. the avatar could be used to play any song, not just his songs. Or C okay. the development team could not get his hair to look quite right. Oh my god! I hope it's that one. I hope he just like oh, fuck. I didn't look good with that haircut. Um. <laughs> Okay, I think it's not going to be the first one. Like, obviously, they pay him. Um, so I could see, like, I don't know how arrogant of a man Mr. Yeah. Jovi is. Mr. Um, Jovi. Yeah, Mr. Jovi. Mr. B. Jovi. Bon John Bovi. Uh, I don't know. He seems like a nice dude. So I don't want to insult him and think he's so arrogant he wouldn't want to uh, be in other songs. So I'm going to say that his, he's vain instead. And that his haircut just didn't look good. <laughs> it's totally the bullshit answer you made up. But I'm going haircut. I totally did make that one up. Because yeah. I always think like <laughs> the hair always looks so weird in a lot of games. Yeah. And like Bon Jovi has that, like, he has like so much mousse and like, <laughs> you know, hair going on. Uh, the real answer is his avatar could be played in any song is the reason wow. why. So, I'm very disappointed in you, Mr. Jovi. You know I would like to think it wasn't really his decision and it's more like, you know, the producers of his, the record labels, like, oh, we can't do that. You know, I wish, I hope it's like corporate and not just him not wanting to be a good sport. Right. You know. That's still sad, sad but though. it at least like doesn't reflect poorly on him as yeah, a person. Yeah, very sad, very sad. All right, we got two questions left, Kate. How are you feeling? Are you stoked? Okay. You're going to do these last two? I'm You're going to get two out of two? You know what? I'm just, I'm just having fun. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Here I'm we go. I'm going to go cry after this. Here but... we go. One of our favorite games uh, in 2002, EA published James Bond 007 Nightfire. 
Hell yeah, that was a banger. A game which went on to become the year's runner-up for GameSpot's Best Shooter on GameCube Award. Remember when they used to do awards okay. based on each of the consoles? That was really cool back right, then. Right, right. So GameSpot's Best Shooter of the Year on GameCube Award. Runner-up. Okay. Which game won first place for that award? Was it A, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, B, Time Splitters 2, or C, Turok Evolution? Time Splitters 2. That was a fast answer. You're sure of that one? Mm, I'm sure. I'm locking it in. Time Splitters 2 is correct. Yes. Okay, I feel good about that. You just gotta go. You should be confident, guys. That's all it is. (laughs) You just gotta go with your your gut instinct and get it. Go with it. That was a good game. It was. It was. Oh man, yeah, great, great game. You know? Do you know what? (laughs) While researching for that question, Nightfire, right? Did you know they put Mm -hmm. a GBA version of that game out? Oh my god, I had no idea. I watched some footage of it. Man, it does not look fun to play. But I'm shocked it's on the GBA. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones that's like totally different than the other versions of the game. Like it just has the same name. Um, Mm, Um, okay last question here we go everyone this one's hype on the playstation 4 home background theme for god of war kratos and atreus sit on a boat on the boat there are some nordic runes and when translated they spell out what is it a i am what the gods have made me b vengeance or c ragnarok is coming how fucking cool would it be if it was Ragnarok is coming and it was like a tease this whole time for November 9th? Um, <laughs> I don't think it's vengeance because Kratos is trying to stray from that path. So that seems like it, it no longer is appropriate. I Am What the Gods Made Me is definitely a very like god of war quote so i like that but man ragnarok is coming is probably the coolest thing that it could say but did they know that far in advance to have it on the boat this question is not as easy as <laughs> you thought it was I'm really 50-50 between the two do i go with my heart or what i think is more likely I'm going to go with um, I am what the gods made me. But I really hope. Final answer? Well, Kate, I said it was an easy question because, of course, Ragnarok is coming. It's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. That theme is like, what, 2018 when the game came out? Yeah, I think so. They they knew back then and they put it on that boat. That is amazing. I should never have doubted in the team over at Santa Monica. Because, holy fuck, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, everybody. Ragnarok is coming, and they've known it for a while. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. What was the final score on that quiz there, Kate? Uh, So I got a very strong 2.5. So uh, I don't know if anyone at home did better than me. It's a tough quiz. (laughs) That was a tough quiz. I mean, especially at the start with, like, the Metacritic one, the Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy villains. I mean, it just depends what you've played, right? If if you're someone that has an original Xbox and you played it all the time because you loved Halo, you're going to know the buttons, for example, you know? 
So, or if you were born in the 70s, you know the Amiga's code name. You don't have to think about if Silky Kitten was real or not. So that was easy too. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for doing the quiz, Kate. You've been a lovely participant today. And uh, for sure, everyone playing along at home must let us know how your score was as well. Again, the email address to do so if you want to get in touch is cloudcontrolpod at proton.me. That is P-R-O-T-O-N dot M-E. Um, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter if you'd like to do so instead. And that is at cloudcontrolpod um, to send us all your lovely emails, including your quiz scores, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reviews of the show. Um, just like our friend Jonah did, uh, who did our listener mail question for today, which Kate has prepared uh, for us now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good question. We've been sitting on this one for a while. Um, finally going to get to talk about it. So John asked, which video game had the most potential but failed or ended up being a disappointment? Um, hopefully not uh, and Violet coming up soon, <laughs> but we'll stray from Pokemon and... Uh... Talk about a few other games well the thing here. the thing is a game can only be disappointing if you have really high hopes for it that which, is true which that's true i don't know if we'd say we have really high hopes for scarlet and violet so that's true you know i feel like we answered this kind of before we did one of those like get to know us type of quizzes on the show a while back um before we rebranded so it may have been something we've answered before but you know the game that always comes to my mind when i think about disappointment uh there's a couple there's a few but it is LA Noir, everybody. I've had I had the worst experience with that game when I was, you know, playing it back on, on release, and it just didn't live up to the promise that I thought it had. You know, it was it was that Rockstar game. Uh, it was the one where you're a detective, kind of in like the I know a noir version of LA, and you're going around. And the promise of the game was that you could interrogate people, and by their facial expressions, they would like you know you could tell if they were lying or if they were trying to hide something from you based on like nervous tics or like the way they would look up into the left or if they would rub their face when they were lying. And I thought that you know that concept was so cool, but it just I don't know if I was really bad at the game or if it just didn't work, but I I would be like, oh, I know this guy's lying. He's so suspicious. And it turns out he'd be telling the truth. You know, he's like the most <laughs> suspicious looking guy. And then there'd be people that are just talking to you like normal. There's no stress on their face. And I just feel like those people would be lying to me. And I just couldn't ever decipher it properly, um, which is too bad because I don't know. I feel like if I would have been better at it, maybe I would have enjoyed it. But I was just so disappointed playing that game. Um, I just couldn't couldn't get into it. That that feels like the game that was maybe like too ambitious. Like mm -hmm. I wonder if they were to make it now and like with all this like um face capture software and stuff. Like yeah. I bet you they could make an amazing version of that game. Well imagine imagine like Detroit style facial capture, but for that type of yes. concept, like man, that would be impressive. Yeah. I hope they make it. I hope like I would play the shit out of a game that came out like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's a good one. I think uh, for me, I've got a personal one, but I think the ultimate game that falls under this question for like just everyone in general is Anthem. Do you remember how oh, cool man. that game looked in yeah. the trailers? Where you're like, you know, like Iron Man mech suits, like flying around and then it just ended up being trash. So yeah, it just was like, I think you know, underbaked, nothing to do. Yeah, so that that was the game that. But for me, the game that always stands out as I was being most disappointed was the um, Game of Thrones Telltale game. Mm -hmm. I played, and I really like that style of, you know, like narrative, like make choices with some time events kind of stuff. Like, I like that style. And, you know, Game of Thrones was huge at the time. I'm really into 
the you know first half of the show and the books and I love that world and so it was so cool to be in it and like there were some moments that were very good like you're talking to Cersei and it's so stressful because like you know how awful she is and how manipulative she is and you're trying to navigate like you know having some status in in the world and it had a lot of potential in some good scenes but the problem was is that it was so underbaked in terms of like what you do mattering right because the lore of the show already existed prior to the game yeah exactly like you know like you can't defeat this person because they've got to be around for two more seasons but and they did create like a fictional house for you to play as so there was some drama between like oh you know my character might die or like will they live and so there was some drama but the problem was is that regardless of what you chose to do it didn't really change the outcome of the game and so it kind of fell apart in that like choose your own adventure and there being any stakes and i specifically remember one scene being like the worst for it is like they built up like you played a few different characters in a few different like locations and one of the big things you were doing was like you became like the the lord of your house like a young in a young character and so you needed to pick like an advisor essentially and there was one guy who's like the more pacifist like you know we don't need to go to like we'll do this diplomatically like nice kind of guy and then there was the other guy you could choose between and he was um the like tough like no no like they'll only respond to violence like it's you know you have to do the bad thing to say to like for the greatest possible good kind of morality and there was a big decision the game like built up to is like you got to choose which one of these advisors is going to be your guy and so you end up choosing and i guess spoiler for the game but it doesn't yeah, who matter cares? who cares <laughs> so it ended up that you to whomever you choose it doesn't matter because they betray you regardless wow and like in the same the fashion scene, in the yeah literally the scene in which they betray you is like them with their back to you like in front of a fire and then just like a line of like oh no you've betrayed me so like they don't say the name and they don't really show the person in the scene so it's literally the exact same clip no matter what and they they're like not even in it That's <laughs> so, so it could sad. like ambiguous it could be anyone and at that point during the game I was like all right like I'm just I'm just kind of done. Like it was supposed to get more episodes and it never did. And yeah, it was just yeah. such a letdown. That is a huge letdown, especially since I know like a lot of people usually consider like that it's easily Telltale's weakest game. Like a lot of the other ones are because they're, I think you're right. They're more free from like the franchise. All their games are based off different franchises, yeah. but they're not so intrinsically tied to like all the characters from the show mm-hmm. like i love the walking dead telltale game but there's no characters from the show in it and you that's good because it, it it's completely removed from like any of the plot points that you would know and makes mm-hmm. it so much more freeing so i i mean yeah that's that's a, that sucks uh, i had an interesting question to pose to you just quickly because of this listener mail and i was yeah. thinking because my my um another game i was thinking about for an answer for this i couldn't bring myself to put it because i think the game is good but it's Disco Elysium. Ooh. I think there's a universe where, where both of us are a little disappointed by that game because we were so hyped by it and neither of us have really, really gotten into it in the way that we were expecting. I was really into I, it for a while, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I've made it quite a bit further and I think it is it is one of the coolest games I've ever played and maybe one of the most impressive games I've ever played just like the level of quality of the writing mm-hmm. and just how much stuff is going on under the hood all of the checks it's doing and like how different it is depending on you know what what you roll and what your luck is and what kind of character you've built that I think honestly like Disco Elysium is one of the best games ever made and nothing else will ever come out like it the problem is with Disco Elysium is that it is very demanding to play and I think it's the kind of thing you have to get like so incredibly invested in and like binge it until you mm-hmm, beat it mm-hmm. because the second you take a break and you come back and you're like oh shit i don't remember like the million details yeah all the proper I... nouns all the places all the people all the people's yeah. affinities with each other their opinions on each other's opinions yes. like it man. is so incredibly dense but i think that like that is why it's so special at the same time mm-hmm. so i can't say it's disappointing because any the amount of time that I played that game, I was constantly blown away by how good it was. I think the fault is entirely on me for like kind of falling off playing it. <laughs> I think you're right. I think the real disappointment for that game is I'm disappointed in myself for not being able to commit mm-hmm. my time and energy to finishing it because I echo everything you say about it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said for like Sometimes we say a game is better than the sum of its parts, you know? Like, I would describe Pokemon Legends Mm -hmm. Arceus as better than the sum of its parts. I think that Disco Elysium, even though all of its parts are so high quality, it might be less than the sum of its parts, just because of how difficult it is to get into. I don't know if that's a hot take or something. Like, I think it's phenomenal, and I echo all of your opinions on it, but it's not inviting. I feel like that may be true for like the average person that sits down to play it. Like I doubt most people who start that game finish that game, mm-hmm. but I would say that fuck those people, myself included, <laughs> <laughs> and that the game should be exactly as it is because for the people that the small percentage of people that do finish the game and do multiple playthroughs, like they absolutely yeah. deserve it. So I'm glad it exists in the way that it exists, even if I myself might never beat it. But I I swear one day, one day I will. Yeah, you know what? I <laughs> when think I'm that... retired, when I'm like <laughs> in my 80s and retired, I'm going to just like full-time job Disco Elysium. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think I think this conversation, Kate, has just enlightened us to the fact that the, the Disco Elysium is not disappointing. We're disappointing. And that's, that's all right. there is to say about it. <laughs> okay everybody thank you for joining us this has been the cloud control video game podcast remember it is the show that's not just good it's good enough and we'll see you on the next episode